0: Hello, welcome to episode number 108 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led business owners and entrepreneurs just like you learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I am fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. Now, this show is brought to you by Traject Social, which is the world's most complete social media management tool, and it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. You can try them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com, and the link to them will be in the show notes. Today's guest is Kendra Swalls. Kendra is formerly an elementary uh, school teacher turned photographer and entrepreneur, and she helps women let go of the notion that perfection equals success. She founded Paisley Lane Photography and is on a mission to help women not only launch their dream businesses, but also show them all of the marketing and social media tips she's learned in her own journey, especially as she balances motherhood and a career. And we talk about how that is all possible today. We dive into how she uses Facebook groups to network with clients, the power of sharing stories on Instagram stories, and Kendra's overall Instagram growth strategy, and specifically for photographers, how to post on social media while still providing value, which is so, so important. Before we dive into the interview here with Kendra, quick reminder that we've got our workshop, one more workshop available tomorrow. So I'm pre-recording this, but we had a workshop yesterday, Monday, July 27th, and we have another one tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, July 29th. And this is called the Build the Five Missing Pieces of Your Social Media Business Workshop and we're getting to work on helping you make some clear shifts in your business. I have a lot of questions I'm asking you about uh, where you are now, where you want to go, and we're going to co-create your strategy, whether that is improving your current strategy or building a new one. and This workshop is specifically for social media managers or virtual assistants. If you work on social media for your clients, on behalf of your clients, this workshop is for you. There will be a replay 24 hours available after that. It goes into the vault of the Savvy Social School where members can watch it at their leisure. All right, let's dive into this interview with Kendra Swalls. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive into this interview with you, Kendra. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show. So I want to kind of chat with you about your journey first a little bit before we dive into some of the social media things that you've done. So you started your photography business in 2012. Tell us what prompted you to start that business. So, I was a full-time teacher
1: at the time. I was teaching elementary school, and my best friend, who I've known since elementary school, uh, she a, was a teacher, too. And we um, were both kind of talking one, I think it was over spring break, and we were like, you know, we just, we need something kind of a creative outlet. Like, what can we do that's like a hobby that we can kind of get into? and she had just had her first son and they'd had their newborn photos done and we were talking about that and I was like, you know, I think I could do that. <laughs> you know, the, the famous last words of every entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. I think I could do that. So um, I have always loved photography and so I kind of just fell back into it and uh, I had learned on film photography. So my then now husband and boyfriend bought me a digital camera and I started learning about the digital side of things and I just fell in love with it. And so I was like, you know what, this could be a fun, like little side business for summers and weekends off and things like that. So I started the business, my best friend actually started it with me. And then we learned really quickly, we had different interests. So she loved the babies and the little, little kids. And I preferred adults that could follow directions. (laughs) And so (laughs) we sort of split ways in that sense. And we both kind of did our own businesses. Um, me focusing mostly on like high school seniors, couples, getting into weddings, um, boudoir, headshots, things like that. And it just sort of slowly grew from there. And in 2015, we were getting ready to have our second daughter. And I was like, you know, I, I'm ready for this to be full time. Like I I've hit this point in my teaching where I was like, you know, I'm just not loving this the way I thought I would. Um, I'd even gone back and got my master's degree. And I had like, by all accounts, like sort of the dream job when it comes to teaching. And I was a curriculum coordinator for a really amazing district. I loved the people I worked with, but there was this something inside of me that was just like, there's, this is not it for you. Like there's something else out there. And in 2017, I received my contract for the next year to sign And I just could not bring myself to sign it. I was like, I can't, I I cannot come back next year. And so my oldest daughter was going to be starting kindergarten. My youngest daughter was going to be turning one. I was like, I want this time now. Like I want to do this now. So um, I put in my resignation and I, in 2017, went full-time into my photography business. And at that time too, I was running a really large group here in the Dallas area for other female photographers and entrepreneurs. And people started asking me questions just sort of like, well, how did you do this? How did you quit your job? How did you go full time? What were you doing? How did you grow your business so, you know, so quickly? Because really from 2015 to 17, when I made that decision, like, I just hit the ground running and I did everything I could to learn about business and marketing and SEO and social media and all those things. And so I got all these questions being asked. And that sort of naturally led to me offering like mentoring sessions and and doing like free videos within our Facebook group and um, basically kind of educating other ed- other entrepreneurs on what I had done. And um, I had a lot of people that were like, you know, you should turn this into a course, or you should do a podcast, or you should do all these things, you know. And so now I've started kind of branching into the education side of things. I have my own podcast I started. Um, I have um, a couple like little ebooks that I've put up, um, a new membership site that I'm launching. And so it's just sort of this natural integration of my teaching background with my photography and my love of kind of running a business and marketing and all of those
0: things. Yes. And I totally relate to when you said earlier, like you want to teach people like adults who can take direction because yes. I, <laughs> I started my track as a teacher as well. Like I went to university um, to get my teaching degree. And part of that process, I did like a student teaching for, and it was actually not kids. It was ninth graders. But I was like this little eighteen-year-old trying to teach ninth graders, and yeah. they ate me alive. And I was like, "Oh no, I cannot do this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, But now that I teach adults, I'm like, "Oh, people who actually want to learn this mm-hmm. is a totally different experience." <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. No, and yeah, and like
1: the little kids are fun, and I loved what I was doing. But I was like, I, I don't know. I just you know, you had that feeling of like, there's just something else to that you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to talk and, uh, more about what you do with photographers. So anyone who's listening as a photographer, or even if they don't have a photography business, can kind of understand how you use social media to grow your business. One of the things you mentioned in your story was Facebook groups. So can you talk a little bit about how you um, approach the Facebook group and how you use that to sell things like your memberships and your PDFs and that sort of thing? Yeah, so the Facebook group I started
1: here locally sort of happened by accident originally, because it was just a matter of I was learning as much as I could about photography. And while my husband is super supportive, he can only listen to me talk so much about lenses and camera bodies and presets and all those things. And I was like, I need other people that I can talk to about this. So Facebook groups were kind of a new thing at the time. And I was like, I'll just start a group and maybe 10 or 15 people will join and we'll go have coffee every once in a while and we'll talk photography. And I started noticing and I wanted to specifically gear towards women. And so I started the Facebook group and I just started running people I ran into that were like, oh, I do photography. I was like, oh, I'll add you to the group. And, or then the other people in the group were like, oh, I'll add my friend that does photography. Oh, I know this person that does this, you know, they kind of would add them in and it just slowly kind of had this natural organic growth to it. And in the beginning, it was, it had a very different feel than it does now, but it was very much all about like, we're all in this together. We were all kind of in this, the beginning phases of our business. So we all were growing at the same rate and it was an easy way to, just kind of have this unity amongst ourselves. Like we could talk about things that other people weren't going to really care about or talk about. And over time, I think now we're at almost 2000 members and um, it's just become a place where it's almost kind of where I don't even have to do a whole lot anymore. Like the group kind of runs itself, which is great. <laughs> but um, you know, we are very much about education and helping each other. And um you know, a lot of that's just been from the people who were kind of the beginning phase of that group, like really understand, like, we want this to be a safe place where people can come and ask questions and get help and feel comfortable being vulnerable and saying, hey, I realize there's people in here that are beyond my my level at the moment, but I'm still going to ask this question. I'm still going to put this photo out there. And so that community and that feeling has just kind of helped a lot of them, because there's been days where I've wanted to shut it all down (laughs) when there's like some crazy moments where I'm like, I'm done, I'm walking away. And I've even posted in the group and said like, hey, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm frustrated or I'm tired of having to moderate adults that should be able to moderate themselves. And I get so many people who will message me and be like, no, please don't close this group down because it has helped me in so many ways. And just knowing that like, even on the days when I don't feel like the group is being as productive as I want it to be, there are so many people who are getting value from that in just the little things that don't feel like something big to me, but that's big to that person.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love how organically the group started and how even in the frustrating moments, people are still finding value there. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the rest of your social media strategy. How do you kind of cr- approach creating your social media posts?
1: So I. I'm big on the idea of giving more than I'm asking for in return. And so what I do with my social media, whether it's in the groups or just on my Facebook and Instagram pages, which are primarily where I focus um, most of my social media attention, I do my best to, I kind of try to do an 80-20 split. So as much as possible, like if I'm planning out a week's worth of content, um, let's say over just five days, three of those five days are going to be just me providing value, whether that is offering a tip about something. So like, for example, with wedding photography, I talk a lot about the wedding planning process. I talk about, you know, Hey, I've got the, I created this blog post about how to, you know, what questions to ask your wedding venue when interviewing or when looking for venues. And I'll just post like a little snippet from there. i will be like, Hey, make sure you're asking your venue coordinators about, X, Y, Z. And then I'll link to the entire blog post. Or, um, if I'm doing like talking about boudoir sessions, I do a lot about like self-confidence and loving yourself and just the process behind it. And then every so often I will throw in a little post that's about like, Hey, by the way, if you're interested in booking a session, now's a great time to do it. Um, or Hey, if you want to go download my free, whatever, or go, you know, save $100 off of this. And so I try really hard to approach it with the idea of I want my followers, I want my ideal client that's watching me on social media to feel like she's connected to me and to feel like that she's getting something of value so that I'm not just selling to her all the time. She has a reason to want to come and hang out on my social media pages with me.
0: Yes, value, value, value. That's the way to go. I love. Um, I think Gary V says that jab, 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 right hook is yep. love strategy. <laughs> I, I think that's such a great strategy because um, there's so much content online, and it sounds like what you're doing is you're not just putting out content; you're actually getting to know your ideal person, mm-hmm. and then delivering content that's very specific to where they are right now. And I think that's such an important thing to highlight with your strategy is that you're providing value. And even when you talked about um, you know booking a session, it's like, hey, here's why you can book this now. Here's why it's valuable to you today. So I think that's very good. Um, so tell me a little bit about growing your audience. What are some of the things that you do to get new people who don't know you exist into your world? So, I think my two biggest things,
1: and this a lot of times goes more with Instagram, I think. So, I, I would say when it comes to the priority of my social media, Instagram is number one for me. Just because, with kind of going back to what I said in the last comment about my ideal client, everything I do revolves around my ideal client. Like, I'm very specific in who it is that I'm looking, I'm talking to when I post on social media, whether it is the bride ideal client or the boudoir ideal client or the business owner who wants to come in and do a headshot or branding session. Like I'm very specific on who that is. And so I know that those people are spending their time on Instagram. So Facebook is sort of my, my groups and Facebook is sort of my like home base, but then Instagram is where I devote a lot of my time. And so with Instagram, I focus one on um, hashtags. So I try to limit it to only eight to 10 per post. Um, And I do that personally because I, with the insights on my uh, social media, I like to see, okay, how many of my views came from a hashtag? And if I have 30 hashtags, it's gonna be really hard to figure out like, because the Instagram doesn't tell you which hashtag they found you from. They just say 50 people found you through hashtags. So, but if I only have eight or 10, I can kind of judge like, Oh, these eight or 10 are working for me. Whereas the next time I post this a different set of eight or 10 and I get, you know, one person finds me, okay, well maybe those aren't as relevant to my content. And so it just helps me narrow down which hashtags are really working for getting new people in. Um, and that's just been through trial and error. Like, you know, I go through and I, I take time to kind of research the different hashtags that are relevant to the content I'm posting. Um, and I follow several hashtags. So I kind of know how active they are. So that's been really big in getting new followers. And then the second thing has just been being engaging on social media. So whenever I, granted not anymore because school's out, but you know, when I had my daughter in school, I'd go sit in, in the car line. I'd be in car line for 30 minutes and I, I would use that time to get on Instagram and kind of search for my ideal client and I would interact with their content. You know, So for example, with brides, there are several like, wedding dress venues, um, vendors in my area that, are, that my ideal bride would shop at. And so I follow them on social media. And when they are posting like, you know, hey, we had a great weekend and I see all these people that have liked their, con- their posts, I will go and I will kind of interact with those people who have interacted with them. So I know that obviously they're interested in wedding dresses because they've either liked the post or commented on it. And then I just kind of go in, and I, you know, not in a weird, creepy way, <laughs> but I will go in. I'll like several of their images. I might leave a comment or two. I'll go re- watch their stories and maybe react to one or two of their stories just so that I'm on their radar now. Because I know for me, when I pull up my social media and I open Instagram and I see that the same person has liked about 10 of my photos and maybe has reacted to one of my stories, I'm like, oh, who is this person? And I go look a little deeper and then I might end up following them. And I want people to do that with me. So by being social and interacting with other people's content, then I'm now showing them like, I want to get to know you a little bit more. So let's come be friends.
0: Yes, I love your strategy. It's very similar to how I teach social media. And I, I love that you highlighted a few things about being social on social media. I think um, sometimes we think social media is like this giant billboard or radio ad or television ad. And it's not like that at all. No, the, yeah. the intimacy that you can have on social media is, is very powerful. Um, I like that you mentioned Instagram and I want to talk a little bit about Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things and strategies that you've been using to create content for stories? How do you approach Instagram stories? So with my Instagram stories, this is,
1: I'm still kind of playing around with what I really like a balance between it all. Um, but right now I'm kind of doing like a 50, 50 split between more like behind the scenes, personal stuff of my life, because that's one thing I'm really trying to get better at is putting myself and my, my face, my voice, my life, my story out into my brand um, and not just being kind of a spaceless brand. And so putting things out there, like for example, yesterday was my daughter's birthday, and I attempted to make a three-layer birthday cake for her. And so I kind of documented the process and my stories about like, you know, my I made these little round cakes and a couple of them didn't turn out so great and it was fine. I was like, this is like an episode of Nailed It on Netflix <laughs> and just fun things like that. And I shared the end result and um, or if I'm, you know, working on a project behind the scenes, I'll do like I do some stock photography and I'll do some behind the scenes of like how I'm doing the stock photography and like, you know, the kind of the pullback of like, this is what you see, the end result, but this is how it really looked. And I just share like the disaster of my studio. Um and so between that and then the other 50% is a little bit more curated. It's a little more like going into Canva or going into templates and getting like actual story templates and making them look really pretty and putting the images in and putting the graphics in or putting the um, the voiceover, you know, text thing on top of it. And so I'm trying to do kind of a 50-50 split and see like what are people reacting to more. Um, I kind of find that the ones that are more like kind of off the cuff and personal are the ones that get the most reactions and the most um, interaction. And then the other ones people are still viewing, but they're kind of just viewing them to get to the next personal thing. Um, And I'm also really playing around the idea of posting multiple times a day to my stories day, every single day. So instead of it just being kind of sporadic like it was for me in the past where it might be like, oh, well, nothing's really going on today, so I won't post anything today. Like finding things in my day to post about, even if it's as silly as like the baking a cake thing or you know, it might be something like going for a walk with my dog and I'm just going like, to get on really quickly and talk about what's on my mind that day with the whole like, you know, whether it's the quarantine or what's going on with our business or this or that. And so kind of making a point to do more of that. And I noticed that the more I post to stories, the more people are following me, the more people are interacting with my feed content, and the more people that are viewing my stories. So it's just that consistency that I think is really helpful. And that's what I'm trying to get in the habit of doing more.
0: Oh, I love everything that you said. I think consistency is like, like that's what I'm preaching right now. Is because we we sometimes like do it so sporadically. Like we go in on a Saturday and we post all of these stories, and then we don't do it for again for two months. And that's not really how you get the results. Yeah. Based on what you're saying, the results come in the consistent habit of doing it every day and and kind of stretching those muscles out. I really like that. Um, okay, so if there is a photographer listening to this, who is starting her business or his business really wants to get things going using social media, what's one thing that you'd recommend for them to, to consider as they're kind of getting started with all of this? Oh gosh, just one thing.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, okay, I'm going to kind of double up here. I would say one first, really know who you're talking to because I think one mistake a lot of people make in the beginning is they try to Talk to everybody and they try to be the photographer for everybody, and that's just not gonna work. You have to know who you are targeting. Are you targeting moms that are, you know, have multiple children? Are you targeting the, you know, real estate agent who wants really amazing headshots? Are you re- are you targeting the bride who is you know younger and has all these things she's working on right now with planning her wedding? So knowing that, and then that allows you to really curate your content specifically to that person. So even if it's something like go let's go with the example of like the mom who has young children so you're a family photographer and that's who you're targeting. Well, if you know that that mom of young children, you know that she's busy and she's got a lot going on. Um and then maybe like her one escape is going to target and drinking Starbucks coffee. So talk about that. Put that in your stories. Put that, you know, have something in your feed like I talk a lot about Target at my feet because I love Target, and the other day I posted something about like I miss Target. I was like I miss just walking the aisles with my cup of coffee and no kids and buying things I don't need and forgetting to buy the things I came there for in the first place. And that silly little post got so many people talking because they were like, "Yes, me too. I love this. I love." That. And I think I asked a question like, "What do you miss the most about your favorite store?" And that having that kind of connection is going to set you apart because now that person's going to go oh she gets me or he gets me because the these kind of unseen little bonds that you can make through social media with these little subtle things like that are going to be what makes you stand out in their mind over somebody else when it comes time for them to choose who they're going to work with
0: Yes. I love that personal stories connection. I think that's kind of like the theme of the episode today. Um, so I know that you also have a free marketing guide. That's a very generous offer for those who are listening. Can you share what that is to our listeners? Yeah.
1: So it's um, five marketing tips that you can kind of implement in your business right away. So my biggest thing is I want people to use my resources to get immediate results. I want you to be able to see. What you're doing in action, like actually have an ROI. And so it's five things you can implement into your business that don't take money, that don't take a whole lot of time or energy. It's just a matter of like little things you can do that are going to help you stand out. And so um, again, it's five kind of quick and easy things that you can start doing right away. Um, Even if you are, you know, at home on your computer, maybe you're working full time and you only have a few minutes during the day, they're not necessarily things that are going to require you to, you know, spend hours a day doing. So it's easy to implement, easy to see results.
0: Awesome. Yes. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes for those of you who want to grab that resource. Um, And then tell us a little bit about your membership. You mentioned you just launched it. Yes. Yeah, I'm super excited. So
1: I had this idea after going through, I was switching computers. I was going through all the things on my computers. And I had all of these courses that I'd bought over the years on different topics And I realized a lot of them had gone unfinished or I had completed them, but I hadn't implemented anything I learned. I was like, there's gotta be like, cause I know there's so many people out there who are starting a business and are investing money in these things and they're not getting what they need out of them all the time. And not that there's not some great courses out there. Obviously there are, but I know for me, it's just a matter of like the timing. And so I thought, well, there's gotta be something different we can do. So I had this idea for a monthly membership that when you sign up, it's and it's called Business Builders because you're, I'm helping you build your business. And each month you get a new topic that's related to business or marketing, and you get content around that topic. So, for example, one month it'll be about your ideal client, and it'll have um, a video tutorial on how to narrow down your ideal client. You'll have a workbook you can work through with questionnaires and and activities you can do to really kind of hone in on who your ideal client is. And then it has tips on how to, now that you know your ideal client, how do you market to your ideal client? How do you find her? Where is she? And how do you, how do you get in touch with her? And then um, it'll have things like some stock photos and some social media templates you can use. And then there's also the Facebook group and along with that where you'll have access to myself and other experts that I'll bring in for Q&A sessions, coaching calls, just community Um, and so, yeah, so I've just launched that it's $27 a month and you get tons of valuable content and then you get someone helping you throughout the whole way. It's bite-sized, easy to consume and like super easy to implement. So again, it's that results driven. I want you to get results so that you're not overwhelmed with a ton of content at one time. You're getting it in like small bite-sized pieces that you can really dive into and implement right away and start getting results right away.
0: Fantastic. So I'll put the link to that membership in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Kendra, for joining us on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Kendra, for all of the knowledge bombs you dropped in this episode. For those of you listening, I'm going to put all her links in the show notes, as I mentioned in this interview. Also, reminder to check out her free marketing guide. The link for that will be there as well. Now, next week, make sure you tune in because I'm going to talk about discovery calls and social media managers, how you can really be more successful at these initial first calls with clients so that you can increase the chances of them working with you, booking you, giving you money for the services that you provide. So stay tuned for that episode coming out next week. And hey, if you love the show, quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as our main platforms. Leave a comment if you're on YouTube, let us know what episode or what you'd like to hear next up on the show. And uh, thank you for your support and for listening. I will see you guys next week. That's all for today. Bye for now.